that's not how you put on lip gloss. It's I, what's you the don't difference jam between... it into your, the corners of your mouth like a weirdo. But the top of this one, it's it's an oval. Yeah, I can't you get it's a, it a long sideways. oval. That's parallel. what I did. Yeah, I swear no, that's what I did. You're doing it vertical to your. Yeah, no, turn it the opposite way. Turn it. There you go. But no, that's not right. Yes, it is. That's not right. It's so tall. How do I? Cause maybe you just have a really small mouth. Also, you don't put lip gloss right there. That's Is not it? where you don't put lip gloss all the way in like the corner of your mouth, like you're cosplaying the Joker. <laughs> this is not. This is not how it works. You don't well, put lipstick like right in the corner. They're like chapped there. There's yeah, little so you, chappy boys. You put like Vaseline or something. You don't put lip like lip gloss. What's the difference between it's lip tinted gloss? Tinted lip gloss. You look like the Joker now. I, I feel pretty. You you look beautiful. Thank you very much. What's the difference between lip gloss and chapstick? Uh, lip gloss is glossy and sticky and chapstick is meant to like rehydrate your lips, but lip gloss isn't necessarily meant to rehydrate. Oh, so it's not like therapeutic or anything. Lip gloss isn't? Yeah. I mean, some lip glosses are if they're like chapstick lip glosses like that one because that was a tinted like lip gloss for like chap lips. Oh, okay. Well, it's good. It tastes nice. There's like different kinds. It tastes nice. It tastes minty. Like... Like rosemary or something like that. Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Asaurus. <laughs> it's me, A. Good. Welcome back to Infinite, Infinite Quest. Quest. High five. Nailed it. This, the second part of that is, is visual is humor. Hilarious it doesn't work. visual humor. Um, remember how we decided we were only going to do half hour episodes? Yes. Uh, and then we'd still bullshit around for the first 10 minutes. No. Can't do it anymore. How we long gotta... have we been recording for? Eight minutes. Give me a guess. <laughs> a minute and 50 seconds. Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't. I wasn't being facetious. I really, really? thought we had been. Oh yeah, minute fifty seconds. That felt like an eternity. God, with friends like talking these. with you is insufferable. Today, I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. That was so mean. It's okay, that was really. That was. We talk to each other for a living. I hope you don't hate talking to me. No, you're talking is like my favorite thing. <laughs> um, on today's episode of Infinite Quest, everybody, we're going to be talking about the second ADHD D criteria. Uh, it's going to be a complainy boy episode. Hey, you know what I realized though? What's that? I was doing some math. Because if we're doing two episodes. Two episodes a week, yeah. And so January. Yeah. And then February. Uh-huh. And then you know what happens in March? New DSM. They're really releasing the new criteria. Yeah, we're so getting we a may new be drop. Able to, we, yeah, fresh new drop. New merch. <laughs> new merch. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like one video. That's funny. New merch. Uh, and so uh, I'm really excited because I'm really interested to see like what shifts and what stays. Well, yeah, it's cool. I mean, I honestly don't expect much to change. I expect some small like language clarification, you know, maybe a couple like definitions added and stuff. But yeah. I don't think there's going to be some sweeping change. What if there is? What if they're like, <sighs> surprise, ADHD is fake. The- <laughs> oh, my God. Can you I imagine? Mean, dude, if the DSM comes out and says, actually, the, I would at least be like, okay, what? You know? And be like, <laughs> okay, show <what>? me. Because, <laughs> I mean. Surprise, motherfuckers. Right? <laughs> it was but all I, a troll. But I am curious. I'm glad we're going through them right before the new one comes yeah, out. Cause, I feel, you know, yeah, I'm really, I'm excited. We also, get to see what gets addressed. this is our announcement that Alice Orlofis is going to come back on to talk oh, about nice. the new one. That's, I just announced that. That's It's not real. Nobody I haven't even, asked, even asked him yet. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I'm sure he'll, maybe he'll say yes. I don't know. Well, ADHD criteria number two. Okay, here we go. Often has trouble holding attention on tasks or play activities. Right off the bat, kid language or play activities. Yeah, kid. Clearly written kid for language. a child. Yeah. You know, like adults play too, don't get me wrong, but like. Yeah, but calling play is like 
what like name like aside from video games yeah. or board games or like sports sports like what are like there's no other context in which play yeah i mean like, like i mean i like play even but like, i feel like i'm an exception like i play with i play with blocks and legos and action figures and stuff yeah but like but that's the thing is like i feel like it's really it's really minimizing to like say play. play activities i mean like to... i think all i think adults should play like i oh, think we no, have, like definitely. i think it is vital like adults playing is like really important but we we trivialize it as like something that's like important and so like oh like focusing during like play like oh like what are you talking about what are you just I mean, fucking around you lazy piece of shit <laughs> i mean not to mention it's very vulnerable in general like thinking wow i might have a disorder i should go get evaluated for this and then going to get evaluated and like talking to a stranger like all that is a very vulnerable stuff things to do yeah and then adding on to the fact to like to to acknowledge that you play and have a hard time doing it yeah like that's just makes it harder i mean not to mention adh when most of the times when i've seen a video on tiktok of somebody saying adhd is fake it's just lazy people excusing themselves being lazy. It is always like a toxic dude, a toxic man every fucking time. And I think it's because they have this idea that like you got to work hard and bootstraps and like, you know, don't wear a life jacket or I don't know, like all that weird, like, like call your father, like Jesus, like <laughs> go to therapy. What is wrong with you? Like all of it comes from that. So like not to mention, I'm just imagining there's a huge swath of people who could really benefit from finding out that they have ADHD. But when they encounter, like if somebody's talking to them about ADHD and, you know, trying to see if, they, if they're interested in getting evaluated, and they're like, hmm, maybe let's look up the criteria. Like what constitutes a person with ADHD? And they're reading through the thing and they see it's like trouble focusing on play activities. Like I've spent a great deal of time trying to like wander or not wander, trying to navigate the minefield that is uh, like getting a toxic man to listen to you for two fucking seconds, which I mean, not to mention I'm me, like I'm a six foot two <laughs> white cis dude, you know? So like I have a, a, a big advantage there, but still like you have to be so careful with the language that you use, because if you use stuff, words like, um, you know, if you words, uh, use words like triggered, for example, like that will shut down immediately. Like I know like you're one of them, I'm not listening to you ever again. So you, you just, you have to be very delicate with the language that you use around them to get them to listen to you. So two with language like this, like, I mean, I'm, I, I think toxic men deserve to get diagnosed with the disorders that they have as well. Well, they might be and, less toxic if they yeah. also knew that the reasons why they feel like maybe they are, have shortcomings that they need to like defend and protect themselves and, and make up for is a lot of it might have to do with like an undiagnosed neurodivergency or maybe they're just dicks you know or maybe they're just dicks but either or either way it would but, be nice to find out but it's really interesting can you read it again Sorry. yeah 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 um often has trouble holding attention on tasks or play activities yeah well okay and so then that's i mean i think again what i just keep coming back to is like the linguistics of it all yeah you know like last week we talked about like careless mistakes right but like tasks and play activities does not I think at <clears throat> like yeah. accurately represent the struggle of having to like actually live with that symptom. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's something like, worth. It's hard out. for me to play. <laughs> yeah. It's I, just hard. I, I don't think you're you're saying this, so don't take this as me accusing you of. of being guilty. <laughs> um, but 
I just, I do want to reiterate that each one of these is just one of 18. Yeah. So none of, no one of these is, is claiming to be the encapsulation of all that ADHD is. It's just supposed to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, so I just want to clarify that again for you, dear listener, and to us as we start talking about this. Because every time I read one of these, I think like, you know, how much I must have hurt my mom because I don't respond to her text messages because I forget they happened, you know, like, yeah. and all the pain and stuff that comes with ADHD. And it's like, play activities, fuck you. And it's like, all right, that's why this is just one <laughs> section. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's super valid. But I also think that that is really tapping into something because like play activities can also mean like sex yeah, and intimacy and relationships and maintaining friendships and texting back and like a lot of things that are not work related in the sense that like you're not sexting your boss unless you are and then if you are fucking good for you but get you some but like the this idea that like oh focusing on play activities is because it's that external view the external view mm. of of a parent but the other thing that i think is really interesting about that is that sometimes our paying attention looks like not paying attention mm -hmm. and not paying attention looks a lot like paying attention totally and that's where i get really really curious about stuff because for me i have to doodle i have to doodle i have to have my head down i'm listening and i'm listening deeply and intently if i'm able to draw but I've had more teachers in my life be like, Katie, stop drawing. You need to pay attention. And so, sure, I will sit still and I will I will look at you and I will nod my head and I'm not absorbing a single goddamn word you say. But externally, I look like it. Mm -hmm. And so as somebody who is socialized in like <coughs> femininity, the idea of like sitting still and looking forward and like, you know, having like that look of like, yes, I am paying attention, but I'm not like weirdly smiling. Like I spend a lot of time thinking about what my face looks like when I'm paying attention. <laughs> when you're actually paying attention. Yeah. Like I'm like, so <laughs> yeah, it's like if I'm actually paying attention, like I just I look like just like a, like a little weirdo. Like I'm just like <laughs> paying attention. But like, you know, I have my like social pay attention face on. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that this is that's, that's really the thing that I keep fixating on the most. Um, but it's also, this is a kind of a tangent, but kind of not a tangent, but I watched this. That was a working title of the show before we actually. Tangent, not a tangent. Yeah, it's kind of a tangent, but not really. Uh, TNT, if you will. Nice. Um, that's a better name for the podcast. Is it too late to change it? Tangent, not a tangent. We just call it TNT. Hi, it's a TNT podcast. Um, but so I was watching this really interesting video about, um, how the, 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 the DSM, like the, the. I don't the criteria for autism were written by not autistic people. Mm. And so there are all of these questions where it's like, I pay attention to license plates or like, I remember people's phone numbers and it's like, well, I don't do that. And then it's like, no, 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 that's not what they're asking. They're asking if you like pay attention to like small details that other people don't pay attention to. And so like in, writing them they chose these like very specific ways of saying things that are not necessarily saying what they think that they're saying and i think that's fucking fascinating yeah because they have to rely on stuff that they've seen happen or yeah. stuff that they've heard happen because they don't live that experience yeah they have and to so name it something yeah and so but like but there's like a lot of debate right now about like the license plate 
thing because like a lot of autistic people are like, I don't give a shit about people's license plates, but I do collect a lot of special information, you know, and it's like, oh, well, if that's what the actual question is asking, then that's like a completely different Mm. situation. And I feel like a lot of these are kind of the same thing in terms of like the specific, the, the specificity of the language is written from a neurotypical perspective in a way that could mislead a neurodivergent person in getting the help that they need. Yeah. I mean, I think- Does that make sense? No, absolutely. I think it speaks to the value of, you know, these, when, when you're going through these questions, if you're getting evaluated, you're doing it with a licensed person in the room, like a trained person in the room. And I think what you're saying speaks to the value of having a person there who's capable of unpacking that. Because, I mean, self-diagnosis is valid if done, you know, objectively and all all that stuff. Um, But if if you were to read, you know, uh, I was trouble focusing on tasks or play activities. And I'm thinking, like, play. Like, I don't play. Well, I wouldn't think that because, again, I do play a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a box of Legos next to me. Um, But you're thinking, like, play. I don't, what, what, no. I guess, you know, not often or whatever. You're just marking whatever. But if you had a person next to you saying, like, oh, what it really means is once you've decided on what you're about to do, how difficult is it to remember that that's what you're intending to do and, and to continue to do it? Um, or if and if you get sidetracked, how easy is it for you to re-engage with that task? Um, so having a person who can sit there and and really explain where something comes from, I think, is invaluable. Um, but I also I I'm sure you've had this experience, and I'm sure you, dear listener, have also had this experience. When you're sitting in class, it's it's fucking great. When you're sitting in class and you're doing what you have to do to pay attention, you know, doodling or twiddling your thumbs or practice rolling a coin in your knuckles, whatever it is, um, and the teacher says like, Eric, you know, pay attention. And you say, oh, I, I was. And they and they say, and every time I pray that they're going to say this, they say, oh, yeah? Well, then what did I just say? And, and then my whole head lights up, and I just repeat back to them verbatim exactly what they said, and then maybe some thoughts on what they said. But as you were saying that, I was thinking about yada, 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 and they just go, oh, uh, uh, okay. And you're like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but what scares me about that is all the times when the teacher didn't say anything. And they just can watch you sitting there and thought the whole time that you weren't paying attention. I mean, imagine a teacher who had a student for a year and the whole time the students in class doodling and whatnot. And every time the teacher looks at the student and thinks that they're not paying attention and they never get to find out that in fact they actually are. It's just paying attention looks different to them or it looks different for them than it does whatever the teacher expects it to look like. Um, if they don't ask the, you know, the snarky, you know, well, then what did I just say? They never find out that that kid, in fact, was paying attention, which brings me back to the survey. If uh, as of right now, two external sources need to um, fill out a survey to, to in order to verify that a child has ADHD. So a teacher and a parent or two teachers or two parents, um, although it does have to occur in two different circumstances. So generally it would be like a teacher and a parent yeah. for home and school. Anyways. Um, if a teacher is filling this out and the teacher is thinking about what that student has looked like in school and they're thinking, oh yeah, they're always, you know, looking out the window or doodling or fidgeting with a thing. Like they might say, yeah, that student has a really hard time paying attention. It's like, no, that student's doing just fine at paying attention. Yeah. It's just what you think that looks like is flawed. Um, which anyways, just, which I, I suppose is one of the problems with the inherent fact that all of these diagnostic things have to happen from the outside looking in. Yeah. Um, And I don't know, that frustrates me because I don't think there's a remedy to that because 
It's not like the doctor can just become the patient for a couple seconds to figure it out. When I, this was like a recurring problem in my life for a really long time. Um, but I used to get, so my school, my school years would always go exactly the same. I would get to school and I would be like really participatory and I would always know the answers because school was incredibly easy for me and whatever. But then by like week two or three or sometimes it would go on for a couple of months. But at some point there would be like the moment of like parent teacher conferences where the teacher would be like, wow, like Kate is such a good student and she's so smart and she's such a joy to have in class. But like she won't shut the fuck up. Um, and sometimes it was even like and I remember very specifically like my parents would come home and they'd be like, you have to stop like always raising your hand like you you have to give the other kids a chance. You have to like step down. But the problem is, is like that was how I learned how to pay attention, because mm. if I knew that if I wasn't like ready at a moment to like ask a question or answer a question or like contribute my fucking thoughts on like whatever, you know, like here's what I think about the war of 1812, um, then I would immediately check out. And so what my teachers didn't know was that my over participating in class was how I maintained focus and paid attention. Hmm. But the minute that I knew, like, because the teachers would do this shit all the time to me, they'd be like, I'm not going to call on you this week, like this week. And I would be like, well, I'm not going to get called on. And I would just check out. I would check out for the week or the month or however long it was going to be until it was like my turn to get to speak again. And so like for me... I really struggle with that. I really struggle with that idea that you have to like look a certain way to be paying attention. Um, whereas like as an adult, if I'm looking at that and I go, okay, but I know that I do that. I know that I have a hard time focusing, like, you know, doing a task. Like, you know, I set my coffee down four different times this morning and found it in four different places because I kept getting interrupted. So it's like there's that dichotomy of like, yes, I do experience this, but it doesn't necessarily look like how you think it looks. Just, mm -hmm. I don't know what the fuck you, I'm talking about. No, no, Bubs, you absolutely, no, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Like, <clears throat> I think that's another one of those, one of the sources of the frustration that I feel when I read the DSM entry on ADHD is none of the criteria when I, as I read them, None of them ring as like the perfect, like, oh, that's exactly what it is. Like, that's exactly the question you should be asking. That's exactly what I experience. Um, but it does pretty well, you know, like, I, like I get what they're trying to say. I get yeah. what they're trying to identify. Um, I feel like it's, it's, it's one of the reasons why, like, as a whole, the, the what is it 18 or whatever yeah like as a whole the 18 criteria sort of like paint a broad enough generalization of the experience of adhd to like make them make sense but when you really start breaking them down that's when it's like according to who you know yeah i don't know no i know what you mean i mean like in a society where this is the norm you know yeah perhaps well, I don't want to well, get it's, into, it's like, like don't... The, it's like the eye contact thing. Yeah, like in some yeah. in some cultures, eye contact is incredibly disrespectful. Right. And so, like, if you're getting evaluated for ADHD in that culture, and you and you struggle with making eye contact, okay, great, yeah, they good be... job. You're very polite. <laughs> yeah. To identify a disorder, they'd be saying, "Do you often make eye contact in situations in which you're expected not to?" Yeah, exactly. And I think that's. I mean, I, I, I definitely don't think ADHD only exists because capitalism, um, but I do think cultural 
I do think there's something to be said about the fact that regardless of whether or not eye contact is an objectively like good or bad thing, because obviously it's not, it's cultural. Um, we're still aware in our own, we're still aware of the social mores of our own culture to some extent. Um, like if you do have trouble making eye contact with, with people, you've likely heard about it at some point. Like you've likely had somebody go yeah. like, Hey, right. You know, like right yeah. here, you know, look that at kind me. of thing. Look at me. Okay. Um, I can listen to you or I can look at you. <laughs> you can pick one, man. It's true. <laughs> if you don't make eye contact, they're lying. Is that true? No, 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 it's, no, it's not. not. Some, or you just have ADHD <laughs> and there's something moving behind you. <laughs> but I think, I think it's interesting to consider behavior in the environment of understanding of what is expected, what, what expected behavior is. And I think that's some of what the those 18 criteria are doing. Like, given that it's expected of a child to sit still in class, do they have trouble doing it? You know, it's not necessarily saying, you know, it's objectively correct for a person to sit still. They're just saying in a school setting, they generally are expected to do that. Yeah. Do they have trouble doing that? In which case it might. <laughs> but then it's like, why are they expected to do that? Because of the comfort, like. You know what I mean? Like, and then it's like, and then you just start unpacking like, oh shit, like there's so much of this is just is not built. Like I get, I really hate it when people set up like a neurotypical versus neurodivergent like dichotomy because I, I don't think it's the right way. I, I really and truly passionately believe that like an us versus them discussion when it comes to neurodivergence is not helpful because I think a lot more neurotypical people or who think are neurotypical are just not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but even that, like, even if there is like a typical baseline, I think there's not, it doesn't make them good or bad or anything. Like it's neutral. It's just, they are what they are and we are what we are. Yeah. Um, but it does really start creating those moments of like glaring reality and how much stuff is not built for our comfort. Most definitely, yeah, you know? absolutely. But but I also think there's there's a conversation to be had about, um, frankly, fairness. Like, yeah. um, if in order to let's say in order for me to pay attention in class, I need to be pacing around the classroom, right? Um, that would distract kids for whom that is not the way that they pay yeah. attention, you know? Yeah. And so I think a lot of this isn't isn't necessarily to identify behavior as such to like stop it or fuck you, how dare you? Yeah. It's more so to identify use use the identification of that behavior to identify, you know, a larger disorder such that you can work towards making systems and developing strategies that satisfy the, they say the ADHD child who needs to pace around in class that, that still satisfy whatever that is such that that kid can pay attention without detracting from the other kid's ability to do the same. Right. And I think, uh, how do I say this? We got some really, really like big brain energy going on today. Wow! Just like yeah, it's all the really important thoughts. Because I finished that sentence without stuttering, I was really surprised. <laughs> I was like midway through that sentence, I was like, "Oh my god, I haven't stuttered this whole time. This is amazing!" Wow. <laughs> but but ultimately, I think that's the point. I mean, I yeah. I think it's, I, I mean, I have a lot of personal feelings when I read through the criteria. Yeah. If it says you know fails to follow directions. I'm really like, yeah, well, maybe your directions well, are you. bad, exactly. Steve. Yeah, exactly. Like, fails Brian. to follow directions. Like, that's assuming that I wanted to. Yeah. Like, if I intended to follow directions, like, if I agreed and I was like, yes, okay, I should do what you're saying, and still had trouble following through on it, that's a different story. Yeah. But Save it for the episode. 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's, okay, that's, I have a whole a rant episode. about HelloFresh directions for that episode. But but I think the, one of the reasons the questions bother me is because they always remove agency from the person taking the survey. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you know, it doesn't, it never really, how do I say this? It doesn't really allow space for the possibility that I'm deciding not to pay attention to whatever it is they're telling me to pay attention to, like the schoolwork thing or, or like play activities. Like, I'm sure I struggled to pay attention to play activities in school, but a lot of the time I was doing that because I didn't fucking want to. (laughs) Now, side note, there were a lot of times I couldn't focus on tasks and play activities, even though I was trying ADHD, but a lot of times it's just, I didn't fucking want to. And the, the questions never account for that. They're never, do you have trouble doing this even when you when you actually want to. They yeah. always just assume that the kid that isn't following directions just can't, not that they just don't fucking want to because screw you, lady, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Well, and I mean, I think that also, um, how are you, okay. It's, I don't, I don't have enough time to get into it. No, I, I just, I just feel like for me, one of, one of my biggest issues and is that it completely discounts so many of these questions discount academically gifted kids Mm. because it's like yeah i'm not paying attention because you're fucking boring and in the 25 minutes you were explaining this shittily to the class Mm. i've read the entire book or the entire chapter or i'm already ahead i used to get in trouble all the time for reading ahead and working ahead and like having my homework done for like the month in a day because nobody was challenging me in a way that like my brain needed to like maintain focus and so if you look at the criteria and you're like oh do you like kate is willfully making careless mistakes or like willfully not paying attention and it's like yeah because you're fucking boring yeah. and I'm bored. Yeah. And I and that's one of the things that I I get really hung up on because like I also know that I have like a like a fairly non-standard presentation of ADHD. And but the but the constant sort of idea that like every kid with ADHD is fucking around in school because they're bad at it or they're they're not capable. And it's like no. They're they're far, 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 far more capable people than not. It's just the way that it's framed in order to like, I don't know. This, this, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, again, it's, it's, it's trying to it's trying to explain to people without ADHD what an ADHD person looks like. Yeah. Not what it's like to have ADHD. Yeah. So, you know, to a parent who's reading this list. They might go, oh, yeah, I recognize a lot of those in my child. Yeah. But to, like, an adult reading the list, about like, answering for themselves, they might go, this is not at fucking all what it yeah. feels like to have ADHD. Because they're not, like, well, they're not literally looking at themselves. Yeah. I know sometimes, well, it doesn't, no, it's going to go off on a whole thing. But I think that's that's ultimately the, the, the thing, is that it, the list was originally written so that adults could recognize that behavior in children it was strictly yeah. like an aesthetically what does it look like yeah not what is it like and i'm glad that now that's what um, I'm, I'm hoping yeah sorry it, i just completely interrupted you well no i mean I, well, i'm glad that now what it's like to have adhd is being talked about more um yeah. because i mean even before i started doing this you know two years ago um i what i how do i say this 
basically, I thought if it wasn't one of those 18 things, then, like, specifically, yeah. then it was just me fucking up. It wasn't specifically. It wasn't because of a disordered thing that I'm doing. Yeah. So, like, if I... That's a really good point. Yeah. Like, well, if I, you know, um, the anxiety that I feel, for example, when I'm going to a place and I've, you know... I'm 95% sure I have all my stuff because I was holding them all in my hands when I left the, the house. But there is a chance that I placed my my keys down for two seconds to pick something up and then left. And it didn't register that that happened for me. And so I would be walking to the bus stop and I would go to pat my pocket. And as my hand is moving down towards my pocket, I'm thinking there's like a, you know, there's yeah. a decent chance that I'm going to pat my pocket. They're not going to be there. I'm going to be late to work. I'm going to get yelled at publicly. I'm going to like all yeah. that stuff was going to happen. All that anxiety, all of that stemmed from ADHD. You know, it's not just like fails to, it's, it's a, it's a whole, well, we are reaching the end, but it's a whole fucking thing. It's, it's not just thing. these things. It's, it's all the different ways that the vast combination of these things can manifest. And in sometimes that's comorbidity, sometimes that's well, yeah. addiction. Who knows? But yeah. Anyways, I mean, I literally have ADHD publicly for my job, and people <laughs> still say well, you don't look like you have ADHD, mm. and I'm like, that's because it's all in my head. Yeah, that is one. That is, I am gen. In some ways, I am grateful to be hyperactive or have hyperactive type ADHD. Well, just to clarify, I do. In fact, I do have combined type. It's just generally. You know, I'm more hyperactive. Yeah. I'm either like very quiet at my desk in all the place yeah. or I'm, but either way, it's, it's people don't, people don't doubt that I have ADHD. Yeah. They might say ADHD isn't real, yeah. but they don't doubt that I have It's, it. <laughs> how much time do we have left? Uh, it's fine. We got 15 seconds, but buzz. no, it's oh. fine. It's I just, it's I fine. just like one thing that I noticed is like you get laughs when I don't. Huh. Like if, if we're at a convention uh -huh. and you go off on an ADHD train, like you tend to be more hyperactive. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times like your moment of ADHD looks funny, mm -hmm. like objectively, like it looks like you're doing like physical comedy, which yeah. you're not. And I know that you're not. So I don't laugh at you. <laughs> but like, I like, I wonder about that. I wonder about that a lot of the, of that like external presentation. And like, that has to be hard sometimes. Yeah. Like, you know, I guess. What about, I mean, it's it's one of those things that if you're aware of, you can sort of harness it. Like, yeah. it's not hard for me to 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 capture a room because yeah. if I'm talking at all, then I'm waving my arms around. I'm yeah. pacing. I'm doing funny voices. Yeah. Like, there's no other level to it. It's just that's the only way yeah. that I talk. Um, so it has its uses. I mean, it does really suck sometimes. I mean, one of my, the biggest, deepest fears of mine, you know, this is that um, people. People won't listen. Like what I'm saying is not what people are hearing. Like people will discredit what I'm saying. It's like yeah. when I I hate having the hiccups because I'll, like, I'll be trying to make a point, but I can't. Oh damn! It, like I can't stop doing that. Yeah. And I, like I know all you're thinking of is the fact that I have hiccups, so it doesn't even fucking matter what I'm saying right now. So in that respect, it is kind of hard. Like sometimes, um, uh, I can see a look on people's faces, like they're entertained by how I'm talking, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like if if you, dear listener, ever meet me in person, it's okay. Like it's my job to, 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 yeah. to entertain people now. Um, but there are some times when I'm really serious about something, but I'm explaining it in the way that I explain things. And I can see just, it's like a very subtle smirk, a sort of cutesy little like, Oh, look at him go kind of thing. And then I just shut down. And then that usually triggers a depression that lasts at least to the end of the day. 
Anyways, that wasn't about the, <laughs> that wasn't about the criteria. Well, thing, no, it but. is because it's like it's external. It's that ex- external versus internal, and it's yeah. like, and I think we don't talk about that enough. Yeah, so. absolutely. End of podcast. End of podcast. Enjoy um, this outro. There's no Patreon song for this episode because we do that on Thursday's episode. Um, so thanks for listening. Enjoy this hilarious, what usually turns into a bonus podcast. It's the yeah. outro. Well, that was a really good episode. Good job. We talked about some stuff and good, some things. We did. And a good job for listening. You've made it to the end of the episode. Congratulations. Good, good job. You did it. Hey, Katie, do we have a website? No. Just oh. kidding. We do. It's infinitequestpodcast.com. Go check it out. You can go to the website and you can look at our website things. Also, what do you think about the half hour long episodes? If you have thoughts on it, please send your thoughts to ask at infinitequestpodcast.com. Dot com. That would be cool because we want to know if you hate this and then we'll go back to yeah. one hour once. Or if you're a doctor and you're like, hey, dipshits, here's why that question is worded that way. We would like, you know, give us the old, the old, oh, oh my God, what is happening? <laughs> uh, also, our work Help. here is sustained by our Patreon. We do have a Patreon called, it's uh, patreon.com slash infinite quest. <laughs> our ability to do this full time stems directly from our support there. So if you want to help support us, please do consider becoming a member of our Patreon and you'll get your name in a song. It'll be fun. It'll be super fun. And also we're almost at our word quota for the month. Uh, because if, if you don't subscribe to us on Patreon, we run out of words. We have to stop that's talking. True. Yeah. Ink is expensive. That's what, that's what, what's happening. We have right to now. drink ink in order to talk. It's true. That's why. <laughs> <What laughs> well, well, it doesn't make sense to ink is expensive because it's, you know, it's word. It's, we're not writing it yeah, down. That's valid. You know, you get it. You get the joke now, Katie. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? What, but like, that's a, fantastic premise you have to like, drink okay here, oh, you have to okay, buy words shut the fuck up okay. okay so it's like a it's like a vampire movie but but like speech has become like monetized because to like be able to speak you have to like consume ink this is like a new like YA novel Whoa. I'm pitching you and so like instead of like vampires you have like book drinkers and so like there's like this whole like underground thing where like where like they started with all like the shitty pulp novels right and they like and they like consumed all of those and so now there's like all of these people who are like trying to like protect like Shakespeare's works and stuff from like the ink vampires who like need to like drink the ink in order to like survive. God, squid are so fucked. Oh yeah, the squid. Well, squid, squid all went extinct because like yeah. global warming. You always have to set it like a little bit into the future, <laughs> exactly, so there's right. like flooding and global well, yeah, warming. Yeah, you, you and can stuff. make all sorts of cool social commentary about how yeah. like, the powerful can get more. Their speech yeah. is more weighted. Their speech is more weighted, so they get like more. Talk about Citizens United and stuff. Yeah, and then and then you know and then like but there's like actual like suppression of like if you don't yeah. have the access, you can't. Like speak. if you have if you have all the resources in the world, you can say whatever you want, but if you don't. Yeah, that's 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 a pretty good premise. Folks. That's a pretty good, pretty good premise. Nobody's gonna hear this because it's the end of the episode. Yeah. Now I'm sad because this is a great idea for a movie. That's a great. Idea. Well, you should be glad because then nobody's gonna steal it. That's true. And then you can get rich that's off fine. that. But that why that YA novel? Yeah, money. Netflix, get at me. That's a great it's, Netflix series. Right, it's like a little dystopian. Oh, and it could also be like about accessibility and stuff yeah. because like the poor people could very rarely actually speak out loud. So they would yeah. be like speaking sign language and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd have this entire like cult, like, you know, like this entire like culture, culture. rising yeah, 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 around yeah. not speaking. Yeah, and it could be like disability culture. Like, like you know, it's there's so much to it. There's so much to it. This is a great idea. All right, well, everybody, we have a, we have go, a pitch to write. Yeah. So We're supposed to be writing another book, but I guess we're just going to write this Shit. one. <laughs> yeah. Great, cool. Glad right. we glad we came up with this. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, remember to eat a snack. Remember to take your meds, remember to drink some water, 
remember be kind to yourself be kind to others and remember to hoard all of your pulp novels so when the ink vampires come you can ward them off wouldn't they like want to i don't know i haven't written it yet okay okay